0: Welcome to the Omnitalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff and the a Consumer and Retail Group. The Omnitalk Fast Five is the funniest, fastest, and most fervently insightful breakdown of all the week's top news in the world of retail, and also the podcast with the best alliteration. It's September 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Ann Mazinga. And I am Chris Walton. And we are just back from Grocery Ooh, Shop 2021. We are. we are fresh off the, the Vegas flight. Uh, we want yeah, we want to give a quick uh, shout out and thank you to our sponsors from uh, Grocery Shop, Cleveron and Untie Knots. They made all of the content we put out, which was an extraordinary amount of content in just five days. Interviews with shipped, Signified, Front Door Collective, and Cooler Screens. And they're all available right now on OmniTalk.blog, so make sure you check that out out
1: yeah absolutely a huge thank you to them without them all the work we did would not have been possible and our next big show actually Ann, get ready nrf 2022 can you
0: believe it yeah it's gonna be here in three months i know
1: three months but we're gonna take to the big apple and if you're interested in being part of our work out there a part of our work i should say out there you know or you have a company that you want us to interview hit us up uh we're only probably gonna do about four podcasts probably at nrf this year so if you're interested Definitely let us know right now. We're always on the lookout for really good and exciting companies and always looking for help and support of our work too. So,
0: Anne. Yes. We got a lot to cover today. This is so a fun much. show. It, There's some good topics this week. We have some amazing topics this week, especially coming off of just some of the things we heard at Grocery Shop. There were tons of yeah, announcements. we got a recap Grocery so. Shop too, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely,
0: right? Uh, yeah. What What were your thoughts, Chris? Oh, I-
1: Man, I don't even know, but, like, I, I mean, I think we'll probably get to it with the headlines first. But, yes. like, the first headlines are, like, smack dab, like, right out of grocery shop almost. Yes. So I think we should get to the headlines. All
0: right. In today's Fast Five, we are going to discuss Amazon expanding its palm payment option to more stores, Walmart attempting to label healthy products, Chick-fil-A's new little blue menu, I love that. (laughs) The reports, yeah, it's adorable. (laughs) The reports of high tech dressing rooms in Amazon's new department store. Yes. But first, we're going to take off with our grocery shop recap and the key trend coming out of the show the ever growing delivery wars. (laughs) So, the first of, there's actually three major headlines that happened. Yeah, there was. The first one to cover is DoorDash announced that they're now going to be offering on demand alcohol delivery. Yep. Second one, shipped. they're giving yep. away free ship memberships to all Visa card holders. Which and we then, talked
1: about with Rena Hurst on our podcast. Absolutely.
0: Yep. And then Instacart is making its service available 24-7. Chris. Yeah. This was huge at Grocery Shop. I mean, I think this is one of our biggest takeaways. what What were your What are your thoughts around all these headlines? Yeah,
1: 100. I mean, for me, the biggest trend coming out of the show, and you know, granted, I've, we've been talking about this for a while. In fact, I wrote a piece in Forbes last week called "The Five Trends." What did I call it? The Five Trends Retailers Probably Won't See Coming Until It's Too Late. Yes. And delivery disintermediation was my number one trend, and that was good alliteration too for those that are paying really close attention. Delivery disintermediation, but. You know, and the whole premise there is that there's going to be this rise of a marketplace or some type of consumer application, for lack of a better word, that we're going to start gravitating towards for quick delivery, and somebody's going to grab that. We know Amazon's, you know, there in our mind share already, but who's the number two? The number new player, number two player hasn't really emerged. And so what was really interesting about all these announcements at Grocery Shop and listening to all the conversations for me was there's this idea, this new thing being thrown around called instant delivery. Like that was a term I had never really heard before until I went to the show. Yeah. And it was really getting bandied about, and especially by the DoorDashes. We heard the GoPuffs co-founder and CEO talk as well. And there were some interesting statistics I heard, you know, in this whole conversation I want to share with everybody. Like, for example, DoorDash CEO, he was up on stage and he said, when we offer alcohol, customers are 30% more likely to purchase with us, yes. which I think is crazy. And then another guy from Ohi or Ojai, Ojai, I think Ojai, yeah. right? which they specialize in like micro warehousing for like like digitally native brands so yeah. not even the food space but he was talking about how instant delivery even in those types of product categories becomes very addictive mm-hmm. and it probably does when you think about it like because that's how we are as our nature in our nature as human beings and so this trend for me is accelerating even faster than i thought i still have no idea how anyone makes money on this and that's still a big question for me But I think there are ways around that. And if people get addicted to it, they tend to pay more for things they're addicted to over time. So maybe the economics of it changed, too, which is part of the question that I have. But I don't know. I I thought that was the biggest takeaway from the whole show about just how fast that's coming. And I wouldn't be surprised if in three to five years that second player emerges in this space.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something that all all grocery convenience retailers have to have on their radar right now. And I think that, you know, there's there's been this, like, tension between grocers and the, some of the third-party delivery services like DoorDash, you know, not not giving away that data. But I think grocers are going to have to come up with some solution, even if it's yeah. a temporary one, to just at least test and see, like, what the demand looks like from their customers, what they need to try to build internally at some point in time, or if they're going to do that, if they just figure out a way i mean doordash doesn't have to be the the source no. it could be white label that yep. some of these services are offering too but i mean i thought that to, to kind of go even further on a couple of these for me i think the the cool thing about the shipped announcement was that over half the country has a visa card right. so now over half the country has access to a personal shopper mm-hmm. like Just in grocery right now. Which is cool. Which is cool because of their personal shopping service. And now, like, what happens as that continues to expand even further? Um, I also think that the other thing to point out is that, you know, this expands the power of the retail media network as a way, you know, we talk about profit profitability and how you will become profitable with your when you're offering this kind of speed. And so I think that we heard a lot about that at grocery shop about how you, you know, are making somebody you know, change their mind. Are they doing Coke or are they doing Pepsi at that instant moment right. of gratification? Which is super powerful. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing for me. So I think, you know, the big takeaway for me, you know, wrapping everything up we just said is like the space is still very new. It's very nascent. It's going to change in a lot of ways. It's going to ebb and flow. You're going to have very different partnerships start to emerge. Like you said, like DoorDash, Instacart, Ship, they're all starting to go in the white label direction too for delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see you know, how that whole space plays out. And the ship part is really interesting too. One last comment, you know, you've got Instacart DoorDash competing on price essentially, like get, just get the stuff to my door, which I think for the most part is probably all you need. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about grocery or even the higher end services for apparel and personal shopping, which I know you touched on last week, ship is taking the opposite approach. They're taking a much more personal approach to that, which I think allows them to segment themselves in that marketplace a little bit differently than, say, the other competitors. And then, of course, you've got the gorillas and the GoPuffs and everyone else standing up their own operations vertically. So God knows how this is going to play out, but holy crap, this industry is a changing. All right, and another related story to speed and convenience. Two words people frequently confuse, by the way, but they are very, very are different. They are two separate ideas. Hopefully, we'll get to that a little bit too. Amazon plans to expand its palm scanning application to 60 more stores according to chain storage palm one amazon's palm payment system or as i'd like to call it the new five finger discount <laughs> is now available at over 60 stores including amazon go whole foods four star and some amazon fresh stores remember too it is super easy to use you insert your credit card amazon scans your palm and voila and you are good to go now and you got a pretty uppity question on your panel this weekend, <laughs> slightly dismissing Amazon Go because it requires an app scan to enter the store. Yeah. Please, if you will, tell the audience
0: how you politely responded to that question in light of this story. Well, I said simply that you could also scan your credit card, which the same thing applies for this Amazon Palm One. I mean, uh, people know that I usually have my Amazon tinfoil hat on, Yeah. but... I, this is one thing where I'm all in. I mean, I will give Amazon my pupil if I have to. I don't care what it is, but the, the very idea that I can now pay for my groceries, get, you know, I can get into a concert. They're licensing this technology to like Red Rocks Amphitheater so that you could get into a concert one time. One time right. you have to scan your credit card in and get your palm right, one read, time. and then you're, and just, then you're, you're done. There. You're done, everywhere, in the world. Oh my God, I absolutely love this. And I think that, man, especially as we start to think about what are the rumors, we've heard some rumors of the numbers of Amazon Fresh Stores coming out. Can you imagine just being like, done, I'm getting the hell out of here.
1: What do you think your move is? Are you like this? Are you like this? Look-a, look-a, if you're look-a, listening, look-a, this is terrible like, podcasting yes, right now. But yes. if you're We're watching, doing it's like awesome. DJ spinning yeah. for
0: our, our Amazon Palm One scan. No,
1: I totally agree. And the reason I alluded to spinning speed and convenience, because you got that question in the recap of the grocery, which by the way, you did an amazing job and bookended the show. She was literally the second on stage presenter at the show. And then she was the last presenter at the show, recapping the whole show, which is not an easy feat, everyone. And she crushed it. And one of the questions you got was the, the dichotomy between speed and convenience. And and honestly, like I, I, I take umbrage with some of the things that were said, because those two things are really different, yep. but everyone's conflating them together um, because... Speed is about how quickly you get it. It's about immediate gratification. Convenience isn't always about that because it isn't necessarily that you want something fast to be convenient. The thing I love about the Palm though is it makes it fast in terms of the shopping experience when you're there, Mm -hmm. but it also makes it more convenient because if you have kids, you don't have to take out your phone you know there's all these aspects of the convenience side of it too that are really important and amazon is the master at that
0: doesn't even matter about kids like you're going to be carrying your own bags out of here so right now like when you're right. carrying your own bags out of the grocery store because you're done like you're just putting stuff in as you go along 100%. like scanning out and you're done like 100% amazing love this. Love amazing this. Yeah, yeah love it i can't wait to try it actually i know there is one in minneapolis did you see that no really yeah yeah they're, oh, we're they're, going. they're putting this in whole foods they're putting this in oh, we're going. the amazon fresh stores they're putting this in four star they're putting in the, Yeah, we're going it's everywhere we're going um okay well let's get to headline number three before i absolutely yeah, jump on my skin
1: you have an uh, embolism uh, we've no. had enough of those on this show that's
0: right only one for 2021 <laughs> right. uh, okay so walmart just announced that it plans to label healthy and sustainable products on its website with a new build for better tag so according to bloomberg walmart will begin labeling two 2,000 products, mind you. Let's think about how many SKUs are in a Walmart store. So just 2,000 products based on two groupings, those that are considered to be better for the consumer's health and those that are deemed good for the planet.
1: Mm, yeah, right. Thank um, you,
0: Walmart. According to Walmart's Senior Vice President of Sustainability, Jane Ewing, she said that customers have always trusted us for our low prices, but today they also want to know the, that the products they buy are good for their families, the people that made them, and the planet. It's
1: so sweet, isn't it? I, I, it just gives me a warm fuzzy just hearing that.
0: Okay, but what? What? Let's get real for a second. What right. do you think, here about this? What do
1: I think about this? All right. Well, as someone, I've lived this actually. So, as someone that was, I was actually. I'm serious. You lived on
0: the planet, or well,
1: what? I did live on the planet. Yes, yes. We're all living it, really. But no, I I was in charge of Target's health and wellness initiative for grocery mm. from 2007 to 2009, and this topic of rating food came up. At the time, we were looking at a system called Nuval. But the more we got into it, the more complicated it became because oh, I can't the classifications become impossible. Like, you know, we were talking, we we're joking on the plane, like, what's orange juice? Is that healthy? What's a banana? Is that healthy? Red meat, tofu, like all these things that you think are healthy, but may not be. Right. So it gets really confusing. But the thing that I have about this that bothers me the most is it just seems really inauthentic. Like, you know what, Walmart, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet here. You know, it'd be better. You know, why don't you label all the things in your store that aren't healthy? <laughs> Right. Like, why don't you take why don't you really stand up for everyone and like get rid of all the big CPG brands that are, you know, probably honestly promoting pretty unhealthy food. Quite it's honestly, never gonna happen. The, the delineation of what's unhealthy for you is probably a lot easier to understand than what is. But the point is, like, the whole thing is so sh- is kind of stupid when you think about it. And I don't think Walmart should classify unhealthy and, un- and healthy. Like, the point is, like, just be who you are. That's what people expect of you. Don't try to take credit for something that you probably aren't. It just doesn't land right for me, this announcement in any shape or form.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is kind of one. this came up so much at grocery shop. I can't tell you the number of companies that are out there that are doing like shop by diet. And like even in some of the panels we were in, they're like, well, I need to know what, you know, keto, where the mm-hmm. keto products are in the nice. in the grocery store. And I guess I I understand that this is a benefit to somebody, but I think that the bigger benefit to the consumer is in the scenario where you have somebody else picking the groceries for you. Like I think that filter makes sense if I'm like putting that on my Instacart or Shift profile. Like, hey, if you're gonna do a substitution, I'm keto, I'm whatever. Like, yeah. you know, giving them the direction in that kind of scenario versus like going through the the exhaustive effort of trying to like label products and invest all this time well, and but, all these but, resources. The too. And
1: that's what you're describing is 100% black and white. Like it's keto, like keto, gluten free, like that stuff's black and white. When you start talking, when you start going into gray areas of what's healthy, right, or good for the environment, right? Like, oh, we don't ship, you know, we don't ship it. But God, it takes 1000s of gallons of water to make it like, it's just so gray. Right. And I don't think Walmart has the position of authority to do this. That's my point. When they're in bed with so many other things, that are antithetical to this. Yeah, and that's my point. Labeling two thousand items in the hundred thousand plus right. items in your store amounts to nothing. Yeah, and this is more PR from Walmart. They are just on this train each and every week. All right, enough of my diatribe on that. Headline number four, Ann, is that this is cool? I fought for this story, Anne. You didn't like this story, no. but you know, you know who did a and and I can't I wait to put you on the spot with this one. Headline number four is Chick-fil-A plans to launch a new delivery-only concept called the Little Blue Menu. And here's the gist, or some might say the grist. According to QSR, <laughs> set to debut in fall in Nashville, Tennessee, Little Blue Menu will showcase three new virtual restaurants as well as Chick-fil-A's typical fare. They are called Flock and Farm garden day and out fox wings chick-fil-a will deliver within a 10 mile radius around little blue menus nashville facility and also plans to send drivers out in hybrid electric vehicles and like i said i love this story mm-hmm. and so did a and and so you get the tough question today and does chick-fil-a have the permission to expand into adjacent businesses and would this be the type of business you would have launched if you were the CEO of Chick fil A versus something more similar to their current model, but substitute chicken for something like beef or pork? Maybe, and AM's really bringing it here, something called pulled pork A. <laughs> that is, by the way, the greatest question of all time through our friends at the AM
0: Consumer and Retail Group. Pulled pork A. I love it. Pulled pork A. Put an A on it. Is that how we're going to roll Chick fil A? That's how we're rolling it. Um. So here's the thing. It, I, As much as I'm like kind of over this whole like we're just going to throw a bunch of stuff on the menu and call it, you know, a ghost Are kitchen. Are you coming with around on concept, this? I, the problem is I can't come up with a good enough argument against it. Oh, and so – the The key point here is that they're going to f- virtual fulfillment like yep. this. That's that's the headline yep. for me here. Not that they're expanding their menu. Like it's we're going right. into virtual yep. kitchens, which I think makes a lot of sense. People rave about their delivery that they're already doing out of their existing stores. Mm-hmm. Um I think more choice for the customer is always a bonus. Now, the question for me, though, comes down to profitability. Like, Hmm. are you going to, as a consumer, I mean, one of our favorite restaurants here in Minneapolis, like over the pandemic, they they expanded beyond being an excellent burger restaurant. And now they have a shake restaurant out of there. They have a hot chicken sandwich company out of there. And they do like, now they're doing bowls and other things out of this concept. Red Cow. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Got it. Anyway, and... You know, for me, it's like I'm still going there because I like the burgers and that's the primary thing. I'm ordering takeout of the that same old menu. Now, to have all of the investment in, you know, the product and having that on hand, like how many people, though, are going there and are ordering all of those options? It's like the Cheesecake Factory. Like you, you just get to this point, I think, of so much choice. And are you able to continue to make it profitable by offering all this I choice?
1: Dis- I disagree with that psychologically. Okay. I, I totally disagree with that psychological. I think you're honestly mixing the metaphor of physical in-store shopping or physical in-store eating mm-hmm. with what you're, how you're experiencing things online. When I agree, like ch- Cheesecake Factory, yeah, you go in, the menu's big, it's overwhelming. That's not what's happening here. Because online, you're filtering all that out in terms of what you want to look at and explore. And all these concepts are standalone too. So they're not going to necessarily, you know, put them all together all the time. But I think what I love about it is... One, it's an easy way to experiment with new menu items. Two, it's a page right out of the Kroger book, which we talked about last week, which is expanding Mm -hmm. into markets Mm -hmm. without needing a physical presence. And there are probably a lot of places Where Chick-fil-A still is questioning whether or not it needs to have a store, whether it wants to go into that market. There's a lot of people that are rabid for Chick-fil-A. When they go into the town that has a -A, Chick-fil-A, they'll eat it like crazy. Like I can remember people going to Denver for the first time, like, I'm getting some Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what? Okay, fine. You want to get Chick-fil-A? Or like we did with In N Out Burger. Yeah. Like imagine if In N Out Burger did this in Minneapolis. Like now you like that idea, right? Like I do. I love the idea. So like, and then you get the experimentation. So I just think it's really cool. The only question for me is, like, how they're working it out with the franchisees in the areas where the franchisees operate. Like, are they getting a cut? Are they doing it outside of their zones? Yeah. Because the franchisees are really important to Chick-fil-A in terms of how it operates. Like, they're some of the best-run stores out there. That's because of how they manage that relationship, I think. But, I don't know. Last word.
0: Testing is one thing, but you still have to... I guess I still disagree with you. Like, you still have to buy all the inventory to fulfill all of the orders that are yeah. on that menu. Yeah, for sure. So you're still – if people aren't going to be buying across that – like, your examples are saying, I'm going for Chick-fil-A. I'm going for In-N-Out Burger. Like, yeah. yes, you're going for those things. But I'm saying, like, if they don't see the demand across all the places, like a is asking, like, do they have the right to expand into all these categories? I, I don't know that it's going to be successful for them.
1: I don't know either, but like food scales, food ingredients scale fairly well, right? And so, the, and the Chick, Chick-fil-A is still the master, they're still offering Chick-fil-A out of this facility, yep. right? So, you know, time will tell if they get other interests in those other product categories. But again, the ingredients are probably pretty similar. So if you think about it, being able to, if you can scale this, which again, who knows, it's just an
0: experiment. Yep. I, I think it's pretty cool. All right, let's move on to headline number five. All right. Uh, so the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Amazon's new department store will showcase its apparel brands mm. and have special high-tech dressing rooms. So one idea that has been tested is for customers to scan a QR code yeah. of items that they want to try on uh, via their their app and their phones. And then associates will bring that item and place it in the fitting room in advance of my you know the end of my shopping tour Uh, once they're there customers can ask for more items using a touch screen which also may be capable of recommending additional clothing items based on pieces that shopper like shoppers liked Uh, the rooms can use sliding doors for associates to bring more clothes without seeing shoppers and robots or other forms of automation could eventually be deployed in the stores Um, chris yeah had some déjà vu when I was reading yeah, this right? story. Yeah, right. No, me too. Yeah, uh, scary déjà vu for me. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this, though? Are you uh, Are you in for the uh, high tech? I have a dressings? feeling we're going to
1: disagree on this one too. Okay. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I am not in on this. Mm. Actually, I hope this report is decidedly not true. In fact, there was a quote in, in the article. Yeah, no, I'm serious. There was a quote in the article that said, "quote The plans aren't completed and could change." End quote. And I freaking hope that is true. As you said, as someone who spent over two years evaluating even designing virtual fitting rooms, it is a really complicated endeavor, fraught with friction points all along the way that can make things a lot crappier for the apparel shopper. I would actually like to see Amazon go really boldly here and open a department store with no fitting rooms at all. Because I would argue, and I have argued, that the place where I think the sweet spot is for this is the off-price merchandising, the Nordstrom's racks, the Mm -hmm. raw stores and that kind of thing. Which I would argue that too, the, the fitting, and you you got to correct me if I'm wrong here, but the fitting room part of that experience is not that important. It's about getting the deal, the treasure hunt find. And if you're facilitating returns every time you come in and out of that store, I'd just be like Amazon, be like, hey, you know what, just buy whatever you want, return it, we'll put it back on the shelf at a discount, it's fine, whatever. You know, cool, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not in this. I'd like to see them go bolder with like no fitting rooms at all or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, who knows? Run that experiment, right? Who knows? Who knows, Yeah. They could. I actually love this. Why? Because oh I my think God. that so seriously? You still haven't so you have not gotten a custom shirt from Amazon yet, have you?
1: No, I haven't. Okay. Yet. That's fair. So
0: for me, yeah. what, I would, okay. what I would what I would love this. about this yeah? is okay. that you go to the Amazon store and they don't I agree with you. Like they don't even need to have like hundreds of items out. Like yeah. I think that this body scan, at least for well, that's my not a for fitting me, room, that's a scanner. Well, yeah, but you're doing it in the. F- you could do it in the fitting yeah, room. I guess. Just let me all finish. Right, you're, right, you're already right, jumping all right, on right, me today. All right, all right, Can you tell all right, we've spent cranky. six days yeah. together? One day was poi- side by was side. Was food
1: poison filled too? Which Anne is a trooper for that one, everyone. But anyway, keep going. Um,
0: okay, so what I think I love about this is that if you could make this a space where you could do the body scan, you could. Immediately, like trigger them to like, these are all the things in the store that we have on set that you don't have to try on. You just are going to order this and have it shipped directly to your house because you know with a certain degree of confidence that based on this body scan, these things are going to work for you. Also, this is about Amazon's own brand play. And we know that they're getting into, like when they did the custom t-shirt designer, they were already expanding into other things like leggings, dresses, tops, all these other items that I think going in, it gives you a reason to go into the store, I'm going to go in and have my more accurate body scan than I can do at home. And now the entire yeah, okay. catalog of Amazon right. product opens up to me okay. with that application. Fine, time
1: out. I, I I don't I don't disagree with that idea. That yeah. idea is cool. That's not the idea that is talked about in the article, though. That's totally separate. Well, so, there's like,
0: no clear cut. I'm I'm saying y- so this you're is hypothesizing the expansion. What
1: it should be. I'm not commenting on what this is. Yes, okay. I, But I
0: believe that there's there's As no reported. reason why they wouldn't have. Have the body scan as part of that mirror.
1: I, I oh I I hope so too. I actually hope it's just that. Like right. Like I mean yeah. Okay, you got me on that. I agree with you. The body scan functionality. If I could go there and do it, and it's easily set up for me instead of having to download an app and figure all that stuff out. Hundred percent. I love that. But the the virtual tryon and the sliding doors where people are working behind the scenes and robots are delivering me product. Like no, Amazon. That's too much. Like I'm sorry. I don't
0: know. I feel like the other interesting point of this story is that. They are trialing this in San Francisco and Columbus, Ohio. GAPS headquarters and Victoria's Secret, L Brands. Yeah, that's another never uh, Abercrombie. That. Yeah, that's like, yeah. talk about, like, yeah. they've already beat Walmart and right. doing the most apparel sales of any retailer. Right. Now the they're ultimate going ultimate
1: distraction in your backyard. Exactly. Yeah. All exactly.
0: Right. Um, all right. Are you ready, Chris, to get to the lightning round? We've somehow made it through the podcast. Absolutely. And Let's all roll five through topics. This too. Okay. Let's do it fast. Like, all right. Lightning. All right. All right. <laughs> That was my that was their yeah. like more lightning. good podcast radio yeah. sound effects. Oh, that sounded like a lightning strike for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, okay, Chris, Cameo launched 15-minute calls with your favorite celebrities. Who are you setting up your first Cameo call with?
1: <laughs> I'd like Mika Kelly on Speed Dial, please.
0: I don't know Mika Kelly. Mika, you don't know Mika Kelly Friday no. Night Lights? Oh my Oh, okay. I guess I just didn't know her name. Sorry. That was... I know. I know. All right. All right. Well,
1: question number two, Anne. Claire's is starting a new subscription service, which takes us back. Anne, what was your favorite Claire's purchase? Circus, Circus, I'm guessing... Nineteen ninety one, maybe.
0: Okay, for sure, without a doubt, the best friend necklaces, where you got two broken heart necklaces that said "best friend." Sometimes they even came up with like a three version, which was really good for me because in nineteen ninety one I had two best friends, You're so dead? we had to get the three part. Okay, Chris, this one I <laughs> loved. So somehow, somehow we were right across the strip. I know. From we, how do we miss it? I don't know, but they, the National Grocers Association, was holding their show at the same time Grocery Shop was going on. They had the best. Bagger Championship, which I we are finding that and going yeah, to it next going. time. Yeah. Okay, so high V associate Ben Miller won the best bagger championship for achieving the best bagging speed technique, bag. weight distribution, and style. Uh, you graduated from HBS and then immediately went to bagging groceries at Target in I Wyoming yes. uh, in the world of self checkout and just walkout technology. Do you have any tips or top three things that we should all consider when bagging our own groceries? <laughs> that is a
1: really good question. And yes, I am a Harvard MBA who bagged groceries for a living after my degree. Um, I think number one, you should always bag it. And that is a good rule in life for many, many things, not just groceries. Um, number 2 you always got to watch out for the glass jars and the glass Why? J- uh, they're just really problematic in the Ooh. bagging schema okay. Okay. because they can clank around and break like the Broken jars of pasta sauce. Not broken a good glass thing. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it ain't yeah. about the money, Papa. Just yeah. don't
0: care. Remember that song? No. Uh, I don't, okay.
1: but I'm glad that you do. And number three, God, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I gotta come up with something on put this. Put the spot. bread on top? Yeah, put the bread on top. That's okay. a good one. Put the loaves <laughs> where it's gotta go, you know? All right. <laughs> Question her forehead. Get me out of that one. What was your favorite grocery shop moment?
0: Uh, easily uh, when John Quincy Powell, who totally. uh, is 100%. at 7-Eleven in charge of their um, e-commerce and fulfillment team, came up when he was like, hey, I love the show. Yeah. John, that made our just whole grocery shop. That was so yeah. kind. Um, and thank you. That was, that was great. Yeah, and
1: John wasn't the only one that did that too at the show. So thanks yes. to everyone that came up to us. He was yes. probably the most memorable one because he totally caught us off guard. And thanks to him. And thanks to everyone that you know just showed your support for all the work we've been doing for this past year. All right, happy birthday today to Anthony Mackey, aka Papa Doc, Mary Kay Place of 80s movies fame, and one of the most underrated actors of our time, the great George Costanza himself, Jason Alexander, who turns Surprisingly, only 62 today. So happy birthday to him. Way to go, George. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it's all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. And of course, as always, be careful out there.
0: The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the a Consumer and Retail Group. The a and Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption and take off. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com.